1: And hello once again everybody. Welcome to the Mario Cristobal Show. Head Coach Mario Cristobal, Don Bailey Jr., Joe Zagaki, Miami and Texas A&M coming off a hard, fought game. Hurricanes played well in so many different areas. And coming up this week, Middle Tennessee State three thirty kickoff at Hard Rock Stadium. A sidebar note, we'll get to this later, their coach, Rick Stockstill, played a very important role in University of Miami history, Don Bailey Jr., that you were a part of, we'll talk about that later on, but first with head coach Mario Cristobal, coach, that was a hard fought game on the big stage, 107,000 fans, third largest crowd ever there, we'll get to that in a moment, but I thought your team looked like they belonged on the big stage, didn't look perfect but they looked like they belonged.
0: There's some things we did well and we certainly competed and um our progress in the trenches showed up um, but certainly the things that got us uh, primarily the things where we got ourselves where we hurt ourselves in the red zone with some penalties and not being able to score and in the kicking game we hurt ourselves and, and a turnover as well so we take uh, complete ownership in that as an entire organization and we've got to do a better job because we've got to find a way to get a better result
2: coach talk about how your team handled that environment, specifically the noise. I think there was just uh, one motion penalty in a 60-minute in a ball game in that environment, and you really can't describe it, right? You have to be there to, to understand what it is. But you held up very well in that category. They prepared well,
0: and and it showed. It showed in terms of
2: handling the actual the environment,
0: like you mentioned. It's extremely loud. Uh, sometimes we went on on a clap cadence, and sometimes it was more of a, a visual cadence or whatnot. But that part of it, certainly proud of the way the guys handled that and the way they conduct themselves up front because they had some really, really good knockback at the line of scrimmage and at times, you know, play with a lot of, you know, line of scrimmage control and opened up some gaps and were very disruptive uh, to their offense as well with our defensive line. So, uh, but some progress made, but a lot more to be made.
1: Coach, going into the game, I believe you were 18 for 19 scoring in the red zone, 11 for 19 with touchdowns, So a good percentage uh, had to be tough. Uh, to look at it, go into the red zone four times and not, not be able to cash it in.
0: Without a doubt, you know you go in there four times, you come away with nine points. It's going to be hard to beat really good teams uh, with a, that type of production. Uh, certainly not a lack of effort, wanting to do the right things, but you know what? Against good teams, if you're not on point, they'll expose you. You know, and it will show up, and you know, not scoring it will show up in the result of the game. And uh, you know, we've we've learned, you know, by watching the film, we've learned by walking through it and now we've got to grow from that and do a better job.
2: Coach, one of your goals when you came to the University of Miami was to make sure you could establish the run, and that has happened the first uh, three weeks positively. You had 175 yards, I believe it was, last week against Texas a and but also gave up zero sacks. Pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting better up front.
0: I mean, those guys, they have a lot of pride. They work at it. They believe in physicality. They understand the importance of, in a game like that, you know, it always gives you your best chance, you know, at the very end. You know, even with our lapses in execution, At the end of the day, we had two uh, possessions with a chance to tie the game. So uh, there's a lot of progress there, excited about that, and their appetite to be more physical should be growing more and more, because the more we work our technique and fundamentals, the better we're gonna get up front.
1: The the battle of the trenches, and that's always the case right in the Southeastern Conference, but you averaged 4.9 yards per carry on the ground, and you held them to under 4 yards per carry on the ground. Yes, again, certainly progress. We're playing with more
0: physicality, with better technique coming out of our hips and um, now we've got to put it all together you know but if that's a good start to what you want to do we just have to bring it all together.
2: Tyler Van Dyke coach had a had a solid day no interceptions unfortunately no touchdowns but he threw the ball well at times and held up physically himself. He sure did you know we threw the ball I think 41 times uh, we took some shots
0: um, spread the ball around pretty good we had seven drops you know certainly not a matter of a A lack of effort but a lack of execution you know and uh, we got to get we got to improve our performance in uh, as it in regards to that Um, there were a couple of hurries he did get hit five times uh, but he didn't get sacked you know and and, uh, in contrast we sacked their quarterback three times and hit him another 12 times so we felt that again there was some some good enough performance at the line of scrimmage to have more success Um, but again right back to work and, and getting better.
1: I think we probably, maybe we gloss over the fact that Restrepo was not in the game. And that really affects you in a lot of different areas. Not only uh, obviously receiving, catching the ball, there are downs and on special teams as well. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, Xavier is uh, obviously an excellent football player and on top of that, he's an alpha, You know, he's a leader. And he's a guy that we certainly count on in a lot of different ways from a cultural standpoint, from a performance standpoint, and a guy that Tyler Dyke really leans on as well well. He's going to be gone for a little bit so in the meantime he's got to be a great leader and the rest of that room we have to work with him and uh and get the best out of every single player to elevate our performance in the passing game
2: Let's talk about the combination coach uh, of Parrish and Knighton combined 175 basically 175 yards rushing but they're, they're a great combo a little different style but both of them are explosive they are. They're explosive and they're
0: tough yeah. and they're physical and they get downhill. They've got great eyes. They read their blocks really well. They set up blocks really well also. And you're going to get every ounce out of those guys. Mm-hmm. You know, if uh, if it ain't a perfect play, it's not because of a lack of effort from those guys. We really uh, we trust them both. I uh, think that is a really good player as well. You know, he's helped us. I know he didn't play much in this game, but um, we're really we're really pleased with the progress of our backfield.
1: Coach, your defense overall, I mean, you held them like 260 yards in the game most of the yards were by by two players a, a, a chain and smith uh, can you talk a little bit about the design of the defense the way it kept adjusting and the physicality that they played with at all three levels
0: yeah i thought the entire defensive staff along with the players did a great job uh, especially after the first drive being able to make adjustments because they were they were trying to do different things with a different quarterback and believe it or not uh, you know even though tackling was better 66 or 70 percent of our missed tackles came on just a couple of plays where we jumped out of our gap. Okay, Aside from that, we were very gap sound, we were striking, we were coming out of our hips, we were bottling up the run game, um, and then they've had a couple of explosive plays in there. And then we affected the quarterback, which was tremendously important in the game, where we had to get possession, we were struggling in the red zone. The defense really gave us an opportunity to, win, to be in that ball game and eventually get a chance to win the ball game
2: coach leonard taylor against southern miss had a couple big-time negative plays that everybody saw but you watched the tape of him in the last game he showed up as well but he he can turn out to be a force for this defensive front
0: he can all those guys can i yeah. mean the way daryl jackson is knocking back oh, yeah. the a-gaps really impressive the way jafari harvey and, and akeem mesdor and Mitch Agude and and chance and all those guys got in there i mean nigel lee kelly got in there, played a lot of a lot of really good snaps for us. You know, Jordan Miller played really well, really knocked back the A-gaps and the B-gaps, did a good job. Harrison Hunt is improving every single week. We have to be more disciplined up front. We're getting there because there's marked improvement, and you see it in the way those guys are striking and they're taking control of the line of scrimmage. we got to take another jump this week, and we could really, really be a dominant defensive front.
1: You know, I want to toss this out to you. Uh, a lot was made about the environment there. 107,000 fans third most to watch a game for Texas A&M. And uh, you know this, when you were on the road with the University of Miami, people come to see the Hurricanes play. And those people were there to see the Hurricanes play. This program still has great uh, marketability. People wanna see this program. That's gotta be important, I would think, right, to not only today's players, but future players to know that when they travel, People go to see Miami play. It means something.
0: Without a doubt, it's a national brand. And I think people recognize that we were making progress. You know, we said from day one that we're back to work. You know, that's the most important part, back to work. You know, we're working at it, we're improving. And, you know, we feel that, you know, albeit a couple things, we, there is no, I would say, uh, you, you don't take any comfort in playing close games. You know, you never have. I don't think anybody that's competitive will ever do that. Um, is there progress? Yeah. Is there more to be made? Absolutely. So our appetite, our desire to be great has to be going through the roof right now because, you know, in several aspects, we were our worst enemy. In several aspects, Miami beat Miami. And now and we take that personally and I have complete ownership, every coach, every player, every administrator. And we are more than eager to get back to work and address those things so we could get a breakthrough and push past those those self you know, those limitations in place upon ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what we're looking forward to, just getting right back at it.
2: Coach, to follow-up on Joe's deal to to come out and see five, six thousand fans, right over uh, the tunnel there where you come out. I was at the hotel and got stopped six times. People from all over the country that are coming to see to the, see this game. And the brand is one thing, but the actual physical fan that showed up, it makes a difference. They, they
0: were awesome, you know, and uh, we're disappointed. We really are, you know, we're upset with ourselves because we want them to take part in every great moment with us. And we're very uh, grateful for them sticking with us to the tough moments as well, but they were felt. They really were, they were felt in pregame. They were felt in the bright moments of the game and we need them you know they they really make a tremendous difference
1: and you had this thing at you, know, you look at it you had this game at 17-9 to with about eight minutes to go on the road probably you're going to get two possessions you're right there right i mean what more you're going to really ask for a 17-9 eight point game probably going to get the ball twice a couple of plays you walk out of there with a win
0: well you you've, we've got to do better in a kicking game because it could have been very different. And you got to do better in the red zone because then it's a very different picture in the fourth quarter, you know? So, but uh, again, we did not So then you have to find a way to win. And so credit to our players for just fighting hard in the entire way, because regardless of all those issues that we, again, we made them ourselves, we created those issues. We still had two separate opportunities, two separate possessions. To still tie that football game. So, a lot to be learned, uh, a lot more to grow, a lot more hard work to do in practice. You just don't fluff it up. And in our meeting, it was very simple, it was right to the point. You don't sugarcoat this stuff, you really don't. You go right at it. You know, we have got to look in the mirror, eliminate sensitivity, and really attack with intention and with intensity the way we practice every aspect of what we do. Practice has been good, we got to drive it up another notch.
2: Coach Lou Headley had a heck of a day. He helped you out as far as field position goes as well. He did. He's, he's a
0: difference maker, mm-hmm. and a, a ton of pride. And he's a guy that you know he's he's a member of the leadership council. I mean, he is a guy that's a team captain. Um, he carries himself like a true professional, and he is he has not let anybody down. He really is a a, a tremendous asset and a very valuable human being and leader in this program.
1: All right, Middle Tennessee is the next opponent for the University of Miami, a 3 kickoff. We'll talk about that as we continue on the Mario Cristobal Show right after this. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This week, Middle Tennessee State comes to Hard Rock Stadium at 3.30. So, hope to see a big crowd for Miami and the Blue Raiders of Middle Tennessee State, coached by Rick Stockstill. Rick Stockstill was the quarterback in 1980 for Florida State, they came in here undefeated, one of the big games in the history of the University of Miami. Don Bailey played in that game, coach. So did Jim Bird, who deflected the ball at the line of scrimmage, they went for two. 10-9? My, 10-9 game. Yeah, there you go. Only regular season loss of the year for Florida State and kind of one of the games that really catapulted the University of Miami into the, the mainstream.
2: Yeah, it was a special day. I remember Jim Bird, we were in the, we were, I think it was the West
1: End zone where he batted right. it
2: down. So it was, uh, it was a special day.
1: All right, so he comes in, air raid offense. And uh, usually with the air raid, people think about throwing the ball, right? But you got to tackle the air raid. The, the, the damage there is yards after catch.
0: And I know Coach Stockso for a long, long time. You know we had some tremendous battles when I used to be at FIU. Okay, so uh, and he has recruited some really good football players. And when you play football in that league, you're exposed to some of the more exotic schemes you yeah. can imagine. Because again, you have really good coaches that are that are continuing to improve and finding ways to manufacture points. And stops so you see a lot of everything and uh, they've complimented themselves with, with some unbelievable uh, talent you know at certain spots you know they have they have a defensive line and particularly some edge players that have really created a lot of issues for their opponents and uh, the amount of negative plays they've created and the amount of sacks that they have produced is one of the best in the country so certainly we're looking forward to a great uh, opportunity against them
2: Coach, they certainly have capitalized over the takeaway over the years too. I mean, what, since he's been the head coach there, they've been great at that.
0: No, uh, they have. It's a point of emphasis for him. You know, he was a great football player back in the day, and uh, he's carried that over to his coaching regimen. And they're certainly they're they're a really good football team.
1: Yeah, Thirty-two takeaways last year. They led the nation. So protecting the ball very important but then their quarterback is a guy that can run a little bit dual threat quarterback had a big game a year ago uh, um, against charlotte but is he a guy that you have to i guess keep in the pocket right and he gets outside that seems to be where he makes his big plays
0: he'll make you pay and, and he's probably seen on tape there's been times where quarterbacks have broken contain on us and gotten some chunk yardage so Discipline and keeping quarterbacks in the cage is going to be really important. Pressing the pocket is going to be important. Making sure we play tight coverage, right, and and lock up their really good wide receivers because those guys are explosive, and they're really good at
2: finding soft spots and coverage. So all in all, it's a very well-coached football team. Defensively for them, their defensive line's got over 230 games of experience and a bunch of starts, almost 90 starts, and that, that is always beneficial for them to have that much experience on a defensive line. We've got to match up well with it. No doubt.
0: Experience in football goes a long, long way. You know, and you're, you see it all over the country. You see it in certain pockets in our football team as well. Guys that have seen it and done it, you know, typically have a leg up on others that haven't. So, a lot of respect for them and their program.
1: Yeah, and the last note of them would be, special teams, uh, they try to make that a big trademark, 49 block kicks under uh, Coach Stockstill. So, that's a real point of emphasis for them.
0: Without a doubt, and we showed on tape that, you know, we, we showed a weakness, right? And we had one of our field goals blocked, so we have to shore some things up on our own, Um, On the punt team as well, there were some things that just aren't up to the level and the standard that we need here at the University of Miami. So we're back at it, making sure we get it right.
2: Coach, let's go back to Hard Rock. That's where we're going to be at 3.30. The importance of family and friends of all these players, but also every Hurricane fan that can get the ceases, they're all needed. Without
0: a doubt. you know it, It makes such a big difference, right? I mean, we want to make sure we always represent our community, our university, our fan base, the best of our ability. And when they're there and they're, they're doing what they do, they make a tremendous difference, it's huge impact. So for us, looking
1: forward to seeing them. Coach, when you uh, go back, you look at the wide receiver position. We talked about Restrepo not being there. There's opportunities now for guys to step in. You saw some flashes, right? Uh, Jacoby George made a couple of nice plays, Bashard Smith, there were some flashes in there. Uh, how do those guys go from flashing to, to consistent?
0: it's a matter of repetition and then creating your own extra work i mean all the great ones do right i mean there's only so many hours in the week we're allowed to work with each player and and the ones that really want to be great they just don't leave the building until they get it right you know or better yet until they can't get it wrong right Mm -hmm. that's what the great ones do and that's what we need we need another level of accountability in that room and we're we're Emphasizing it, we're bringing it along, we're lifting it up, and we need uh, we need that from that receiver room.
2: Coach, coaching is teaching, and the mistakes give you teaching opportunities or coaching opportunities. And I've always enjoyed the fact of how this staff spends so much time with these young men, teaching them how to do it right. It's not just telling them they did it wrong; they want to fix it. And talk to us about that philosophy of yours about teaching the player how to get it right, not just telling him that he's wrong.
0: Without a doubt, I mean, uh, there's nothing you can do in an air-conditioned room on a board that matches the intensity and the physicality of an actual rep. So if it happens in the game, it deserves a drill. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You've got to create a drill that is very realistic. For example, if you're working your, your combo blocks, right? You want to make sure that the alignment of that defensive end on the tight end is accurate, that his level off the ball is exactly like it is going to be in the game if he's a two gapper that he does get two hands on the tight end and comes out of his hips you want to simulate exactly what they're going to see in the game you know it's we liken it to if you know when Mike Tyson anyone preparing for Mike Tyson in in his prime you better have some really good sparring partners right Mm -hmm. because you're going to go in there against the very best well when we're preparing during the week we need to have our scout teams give us the best possible look the most realistic look to prepare us for what we're actually going to see in the game because when you don't it does show up on saturday okay and that's a huge point of emphasis whether it be that or blocking on the perimeter or whether it be coverage or whether it be the rotation of the safeties our our quarterbacks our receivers our linemen our defensive line everyone has to see the most accurate picture of what the opponent is going to present on saturday
1: Back in uh, training camp, uh, Coach Strong talked a little bit about how the linebackers were quarterbacking the defense and uh, Don noted a couple times in the game how Corey Flagg was getting the team switching defenses, getting guys into the right spot. Caleb Johnson played uh, as well in the game but the mental aspect uh, of the game from your linebackers I thought was pretty sharp.
0: For the most part it was. Uh, we have to continue improving and we have to get guys on the ground on a more consistent basis but there were really good moments. You know, we're starting to be more consistent as tacklers. Uh, I think the discipline up front has really made it better for the linebackers as well. You know, when you've got guys that are doing their job and knocking the line of scrimmage back, well, it's a lot easier to see their fit, right, and to read it out as well when the quarterback pulls the ball. So it, it works as one, and all those guys being on the same page and spending more time together and repping it, I think uh, it, it's showing up. And it's showing up in a positive way
2: you always look for progress week to week and dj ivy is a guy from week one to week two to last week against texas a m where he really showed up he did
0: he played with a lot of confidence uh, against some really good players some really talented players and uh, his tackling it showed up in his tackling it showed up in the way that he's getting hands on people and the way he's he's playing on special teams uh, just all in all really really pleased with the way he's progressing happy for him because he invests so much time. He's a team player and he did a really good job this past week.
1: Yeah, I just want to go back uh, you know, on a positive note. I think you mentioned we, we talked about the run game and obviously passing game, a little bit of a work in progress. But when those two, there's plenty of time here, I think when they get partnered up, you, you could have exactly what you want on offense with the balance and keeping teams, forcing a defensive play off their back foot. We do, and, and here's the
0: thing that you, know, you always want to be honest. Right, always present everything with clarity because when you get together after a game, that's the most important thing, right? Sit there with your team and put it all on the table, right? Like, tell the truth Sundays, right? And what you see on tape is yeah, you see progress in the aspects that are really, really, really difficult, right? Physicality, toughness, competing. Those are things that if you lack those, you're going to have a tough time. You're going to have a tough season. Well, those things showed up in a good way and they got to keep getting better. The things that we, the miscues, right, are things that we should be better at. So we got to coach it better, but also things that are correctable, okay? And that right there should give you motivation and hope, right, to be able to go out and work at it to make sure that those things don't hurt us. Avoid the avoidables, right? Those things that get in the way and can can make things messy for you, get those things out of the way. Don't allow those things to, don't allow yourself to, to hurt yourself by doing things that you're not supposed to do. And I think there is something in that that speaks very loudly as let's get to work and keep making progress. Playing hard does not fix issues. Fixing issues fixes issues, okay? And that's our entire point of emphasis and that's what we're attacking.
2: Talk to us about your goal that you've said from day one is to have elite practices. Mm -hmm. And if you can get to elite practices, which you've been a part of and you've seen and you know what they look like, how much easier it is to transfer to a game? Well, without a doubt, I mean, let's call it what it is. We
0: wanna wanna build a championship program with a championship culture. And to get there, it's all about the process and the process on and off the field, right? And so your elite habits are tied into elite practices right pushing to the point where come game time you've seen it before and you might have seen it even harder in a more difficult fashion in practice because of the effort level or the caliber of talent that's in the program you know mimicking the opponent and what they're trying to do so all those things go hand in hand right and again there's there's progress and we want to accelerate that as best we can unfortunately sometimes there's some painful
2: steps that that you won't skip you know but coach it's it's not just practice on the field it's practice away from the building as well too 100% i mean this is life and
0: ball are so tied in i mean it's got to be about trust right you got to be able to trust each other on a play by play basis you got to trust that you're going to do the right things off the field as well so there's just a lot of improvement a lot of improvement from a cultural standpoint And we've got to take another step so it all shows, not just bits and pieces, but so that it all shows on Saturday to get the result that we want.
1: 3.30 game on Saturday. Let's get a nice crowd out there uh, for this team that you know you're going to get a great effort from. So let's get a big crowd out there. Coach, thank you for being with us here on the show. Thanks for having me. Hurricanes head coach Mario Cristobal will continue on the show right after this.